I talked a little bit about developing a story on last week's Fiction Friday episode, and I thought today it would be fun to sit back and talk about the three states of writing that we need to learn how to be fascinated in our development. We need to learn to be in love when we draft, and we need to learn to be ruthless in our revisions. And that when we learn these three things, our fiction will be so much better for it. So let's talk about that on today's episode of Project Shadow. Hello everyone, how are you doing today? My name is Charlie. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy and romance writer, C.E. Dorset. And yeah, today we're talking about writing because it's Fiction Friday. Alrighty. <laughs> Sorry, I turned into a Dordolano for some reason. Party! Alright. Before we get into it, if you haven't already, please do take a moment to rate this podcast in whatever app you're listening to me on. It really does help out a lot. It tells the algorithms to share the podcast with more people. The more people that listen, the bigger the community. The bigger the community, the more likely it is that we will get to communicate with each other. And after all, that's why I do this in the first place. Thank you to already, thank you to everyone who's already done that. And if the app that you're listening to me on doesn't allow you to rate it, why not just share it on social media and tell people how much you liked it? That helps a lot. Alrighty, let's get into it. Well, I'm probably going to be talking a lot about how to develop a story as well as to develop a setting and doing world building because, you know what, I'm kind of in the process of developing stories and world building and that whole thing. So I thought it would be fun to take a moment and actually go through the three states of writing. Because I see a lot of people talking about outlining, I see a lot of people talking about the actual writing process, and I see people talking about editing. I don't hear a lot of people actually talking about development. And outlining is important, world building is important, but they're all part of this bigger stage, and that's development. That's when you really go hard on your story and make sure it's the story that you want to tell. The more work you can actually put in in perfecting your story in the development phase, the less work you'll have to do later in the editing phase. Because you won't have major revisions that you have to make. Trust me. Oh, I have problems with this sometimes, where I'll have an idea midway through the work because I rushed through development and then have to go back and rewrite massive sections of the book to incorporate that new element in. You don't want to have to do that. Development is important, it's quite literally fundamental. So, what is development? Development in its most basic form is where you follow your fascinations. It's the time where you're allowed to just be enraptured by the story, by the idea, by the characters, and you start collecting. Be a pack rat in development. Grab every little thing that could possibly fit into your story. Oh, you're writing a supernatural story? Is it going to have vampires, witches, and werewolves? Well, why not pretend it does and then see what happens? Maybe 
by the end of development, you realize, I don't need all that. And you get to put some of that to the side. Maybe you want all that. Oh, this is a story that involves Celtic mythology. Are you going to include the Bavanshi? I love the Bavanshi. No? Okay. Well, at least you thought about it. What about the dual hands? Are the dual hands going to be in there? Because hmm, I'd love me a dual hand. Okay. So now you know. You dig in. You follow those fascinations, and you see exactly where they can go. You needle, like I said last week. You pick it apart. You really let yourself be fascinated, whatever it is you're interested in. Follow it. Follow it as far as you can. Go down that rabbit hole. Don't be, do anything dangerous and don't do anything stupid. But follow it as far as you can. Because you never know where you're going to stumble upon that magic thing that makes everything come together or brings everything to life in a way that you hadn't really thought about it in the first place. You never know. So look, look, follow the fascination. Find books on the topic. Watch YouTube videos. Watch movies. Really dig into it. See how deep that rabbit hood, that rabbit hood, that rabbit hole goes. See how far you can get into it. Because you never know. There are a lot of things that, unfortunately, stay very surface level. And that's not always a bad thing. Sometimes that works, and sometimes that's all that's necessary. But often, just underneath the covers, just when you dig down just a little bit, you start finding all of this magical, wonderful stuff that could really make the story so much better. So that's development. Everything gets on the table. Everything gets thrown on the table. And as soon as it gets, quickly as it goes on the table, it needs to be able to go off. Because you may find too much. You may find stuff that you don't need. But you really should go wherever your heart is taking you. Because that is so pivotal and so important when you're doing development. Because by the end of this, you should basically have an idea of your pitch, your elevator pitch for the story. Again, it could change by the time you get the book finished, but you should have a basic idea of your elevator pitch, your log lines, if you do the save the cat method, and maybe even your back cover copy. I try to get my back cover copy written before I do, before I get into writing, because it's a good way to focus myself and keep myself on track, because I can pull it back out and I can read it again. I also try to have my cover done, at least a temp cover done, when I get started. That way I also have something to motivate myself to get going. But yeah, what interests you? Hunt it all down, gather it all together, create a folder, put it all together, and there you go. And then you find it. That's where your real story is. And then it comes time to actually write it. This is where you need to fall in love. And when I say fall in love, I mean fall in love. Like wet, sloppy, drunken kisses in the moonlight, forgetting to go to bed, staying up late, talking all night, not getting up early in the morning because you didn't go to bed early. You know what I'm talking about. That crazy love. That, oh, I'm not going to say dirty love, but you know what I'm talking about. That dirty love. <laughs> you need to really fall in love with it. This is not time for your critic. This is not time for your critic at all. The critic needs to go away. Critic will come in in a little bit. Tell them to shut up, wait their turn, and go in the other room. You're just going for it. And you need to go for it. You need to be having fun. You need to be enjoying yourself. 
Yeah, you might have to throw some of the words out later. You might have to change some of the words. You may have to add more. But you need to be in love with your story in this part of the process. If you're not in love, no one else will be. And so this is the time for reckless abandon. You ever wondered what it would be like if you did these weird tricks with the words? Try it. See what happens. You like it? Does it work? Well, if you like it, keep doing it. Does it work? You can figure that out in, in revision later. I want to try something different with a character or try something different with the way I'm writing dialogue. Try it. Have fun with it. Whatever it is, wherever your heart goes, follow it. See, this is different from that earlier phase when we're back in development where we followed our fascination and we're looking for the things that interested us. What's drawing ourselves to this idea? No, we now know what drew us to this idea, right? That was the early phase when we're negotiating whether or not we were going to date it. This is the date. This is that wine and dine. You bring it all in. You set it all out. You don't hold anything back. Whatever the story wants, the story gets. You let it have it. With reckless and crazy abandon. Again, not doing anything to hurt yourself or others. Very important. Shouldn't have to say that, but this is the world we live in. You gotta say stuff like that. And allow yourself to just let the story flow. Be the conduit for it. Be enraptured by it. This is your date. This is your lover. This is the best thing that you've ever done. And if you don't feel that way, well, why don't you feel that way? What would make you love it more? See, that's the question to ask yourself. See, previously, when we were doing development, we asked ourselves, ooh, is that interesting? Am I fascinated by that? Is that what I want? Now, we're asking ourselves, mm, do I love that? And if the answer is no, why not? And try to ask yourself that all the time. Do I love this? And if the answer is no, if the answer is ever no, the correct answer is not, well, I'm going to edit and revise and see what it is. No, 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 no. We're not here for the analytical mind. The analytical mind is sitting down in the corner and staying quiet. That's very important. Because that analytical mind will come in and it will ruin your story if you're not careful. Maybe. If you're like me. If you're not like me, then bring it in. That's fine. Maybe you, maybe that's a little kinky for you. I don't know. But for me, I can't let that in while I'm in the writing process. So how do you fix a problem if you can't be all analytical about it? Hmm. That's a thing, isn't it? So there you are in the middle of your book. Or maybe at the beginning, or maybe at the end, but somewhere in that process of writing, after development, you're actually writing now, you're not loving it. Well, first of all, you have to ask yourself, am I in the slump in the middle? Because, first of all, you have to understand, if you, especially if this is the first book you've ever written, every project in about. I would say a quarter to two-thirds of the way through that I've ever written you get to a point where you're just like, why? Why did I do this? And you start asking yourself all kinds of questions like, how did I think this was a good idea? And why is it taking so long to get written? You start wondering if you picked the wrong project. Maybe the characters are wrong. Maybe the story's wrong. 
And that doubt, you, you got to just send it home. Because that's a natural part of the writing process. It will happen, and you just need to toss it out. But if you have a real fundamental problem, like you're just not enjoying it anymore, well, that could be a big problem, as the story itself actually bogged down. Because if the story's gotten boring, and you know how this can happen sometimes in the middle, and we're not enjoying writing it because it's just process, well, before that can happen, I got to make sure I set this up and that up and this up and that up, and it becomes really formulaic and it. Just making sure that we've dotted all of our I's and crossed all of our T's so that by the time we get to the end, people understand the end. And uh, over the hills and through the woods to grandmother's house we go. Yeah. Nobody's enjoying that. Nobody likes that. So don't do that. Yeah, there are signposts that you have to hit. There are points that you have to make on the way between A, B, and C. So that the end of your story makes sense. But how can you do it in a way that's fun? How can you do it in a way that's interesting? How can you do that in a way that you love? Because remember, I say this all the time, but it is so true. If you do not love the story you are telling, no one is going to love the story that you are telling. You have to love it first because you have to be its biggest proponent. You have to be the one standing out there screaming, hey, this is a great book. You should check it out. Because if you don't do it, especially at first, nobody's going to do it. So you have to have that love. You have to have that passion. If the story got boring for you, imagine how boring it's going to get for somebody reading it. What can you do to juice it up? What can you do to make it better? And please, please don't just Michael Bay it. You don't have to put an explosion in and you don't have to put a close-up shot of somebody's naked midriff. Unless, of course, that makes sense in your story because you're writing a romance novel or an erotica or something then yeah sure do that because i guess it makes sense there but for the majority of stories it's just gratuitous and people will roll their eyes looking right at you michael bay see my eyes rolling they're rolling so hard i feel like they're gonna fall out right now and it hit i digress make sure you love it Make sure you love the process of it. Make sure you enjoy what you're doing so other people will. Then we get to revision. Oh, revision. Oh, my sweet revision. Revision is my evil goth twin. See, I'm the good goth one. They're the evil goth one. They're the one that comes in all dressed in black with their face painted white and the dark eyeliner around their eyes and the contact sense that you can't actually tell what's going on. You know, the full Scalera one, so you can't really tell where they're looking. And they come in, and they look at you with their blood-red pencil, and they go, oh, you thought you were doing well. You were wrong. Oh, this is wrong, and that is wrong, and for goodness sakes, how can you not even spell a simple word like the? Because I have a problem. <laughs> My most commonly misspelled word is the word the, especially when it follows the word with. I tend to write W-I-T-H-E instead of W-I-T-H-T-H-E. Yeah, I have a problem there. Don't know why I do it, but I do it. Oh, way too much. And that's helpful to have that horrible, horrible, horrible critic come in at this point. Because we need to find all the flaws. 
Think about it this way. If this were a rom-com, if this were a date movie, this is the moment where you go to the beauty salon or to the fashion boutique, and they're looking at you with your glasses on and your hair's all frumpy and you're wearing oh, that oversized sweater. Oh, girl. Oh, girl. No. No, no, no. We're going to take those glasses off. We're going to send you to the beauty parlor. They're going to get rid of that hair. We're going to fix all that. I'm going to put you in a nice skimpy outfit and we're going to discover that you've been beautiful all along. Yeah, it's a horrible trope when it comes to movies, but that's kind of what happens when we are doing our edits. It comes in and has its glasses on and its hair is frumpy and it's wearing sweats and an oversized sweater and it's sitting there going, hi. Yeah, it's tripping over its feet. It's never worn high heels before. And it's just so helplessly cute. But you have to realize, honey, you're a princess. And so we're going to bring Julie Andrews in here and all of her gay friends. And they are going to fix you up. And that's editing. Editing is ruthless. You, you can't. You can't. And I say this as somebody who hates the phrase, kill your darlings. But you can't hold on to things that aren't working. If they don't work, they gotta go. They gotta go. As painful as it might be, as hard as it might be to cut out words that you absolutely love. Because remember, in the first step, we found what we're fascinated. Second step, we found what we loved. The third step, we are going through with a bloody knife, carving it down until it's just right. And that's hard. That's painful. But it's a step that we have to do. And that's when you got to bring it in. You don't let that in anytime sooner. You don't let that come in earlier. You bring it in now because now is its time. And you're not going to enjoy the process. Well, there are some that do. I, I love editing, but that's because I am, I'm that kind of a person. If I let myself go, oh, I can read for filth. I got to be careful. Because I do it sometimes by accident, and people think that I'm not a nice person. And maybe I'm not. I don't know. But you got to be careful (laughs) in real life. When it comes to your edits, you have to be cruel. you got to find the parts that aren't working, and you need to fix it up. And this is where, and this is not a sponsor, I would recommend that you use something like Pro Writing Aids, which is my personal favorite program of choice, that will go through and help you. So much with this. If you write in Scrivener, number one, if you go under edit down to writing tools, you will see that it will actually allow you to highlight parts of speech. So you can highlight, have it automatically highlight all of your adverbs, all of your adjectives, all of your nouns, all of your prepositions, all of your articles. It'll highlight them for you and help you find them. That that can be really helpful because you'll start noticing I use of way too much because sometimes, you know, I just get in a mood. I get into a mood and I sound like I'm naming people that should be sitting on the Privy Council in Game of Thrones. The of, 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 and 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 of. But software like Pro Writing Aids, or I think Grammarly does this, you feed your text in, and if you use Scrivener, Pro Writing Aids will open your Scrivener file, which is handy. And you have various 
reports that you can go through, and it will go through looking for potential problems. Word mismatch. I have a hard time because I read a lot of stuff from England and I read a lot of stuff from America. And so my spelling sometimes flips back and forth between British and English spellings words. That's a great tool to help find it. My grammar, my sticky sentences, all of those things. It's really good for highlighting them, showing you where they are and helping you fix them. And you should bring people in on the process too. (laughs) But be ruthless. Don't let your feelings get hurt in editing. Feelings don't belong here. This is where we put on our Vulcan hat. I hope this episode helped you. It's a nice overview of the process because I'm probably going to be talking a lot about story development, and I thought it would be good to start this whole thing with kind of a whole holistic look at the entire process. If you have any questions, comments, or topics that you'd like to hear discussed on the show, down in the show notes, you'll find a link to the voice message system. Keep it short, keep it clean so I can use it on the show. I would love to hear from you. If you'd rather hit me up on social media, I'm C.E. Dorsett on both Twitter and Instagram, and you can find links to everything that I do at projectshadow.com. In those show notes, you'll also find a link to both the listener support and the voice and the in my Patreon. As little as a dollar a month really does go a long way to help me pay my bills, you know, do all the stuff that I need to do. Thank you to everybody who's already done that. If you don't have any money or you don't feel like giving, that's perfectly all right. But if you know somebody you think would like this podcast or anything that I do, then please share it with them. That helps out immensely as well. Thank you so much to everybody who's done any of those things. And until next time, don't forget to have the fun. Bye.